The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. He said, What you're feeling is juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Happy springtime, my gorgeous listener loves. I hope you're getting outdoors and breathing fresh air, finding some spaciousness in your schedule or creating that spaciousness if you need to. And I hope you're holding your sweet self and tenderness through this roller coaster adventure we've all signed up for in this place and time. I hope the time we spend together here with the Do Joy podcast remains sustaining and nourishing for you. I love hearing from you about that and meeting you through the monthly online workshops that we now offer through Joy School. As always, you can find out about those at lisamccord.com. We have a super fascinating guest today. I don't think we've ever properly dug around in this topic before here at Do Joy. We're going to get to learn from a gifted medical intuitive. As spiritual beings here for a physical experience, oftentimes our skin suits and the contents within get roughed up along the way. Wouldn't it be nice to get help from someone who has a foot in both the spiritual and medical worlds? Timothy Wallace is a former healthcare provider and now spends his time using his medical intuitive and healing gifts to help others. Welcome, new friend, Tim. Hi, Lisa. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited. So you're a retired physician assistant, right? So tell us about your journey into medical intuition and energy healing. That's a, a big leap, I would think. Yes. Well, the the entire experience was divinely guided all the way to becoming a physician assistant, actually. Um, uh, very long story short, uh, summer of 1989, I caught the flu. Um, I went to uh, my primary care doctor and this man walks in and I didn't, and it wasn't my doctor. I was a little bit confused. He goes, hi, my name is, is Mr. Tupper. I'm Dr. Fletcher's physician assistant. And the sarcastic part of my brain at that point <laughs> said, what's the matter, pal? You couldn't cut medical school. Um, but then I heard this voice in my head and it said, this is what you were born to do. Wow. So, and that was fairly, uh, poignant, I would say, uh, fairly loud and, and pretty obvious, uh, kind of jarring, actually. So um, fast forward exactly three years later, I'm standing in front of a cadaver with a uh, scalpel in my hand, ready to make the first cut in gross anatomy lab, um, my first day at PA school. And I got in, uh, accepted the story that in uh, this story uh, involving my getting accepted to PA school was I was waitlisted. Uh, accepted the day before school began. Six months later, found out I wasn't supposed to be the one they called. They called me by opening up a drawer, putting their finger down, and I was the name the finger landed on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so anyway, I got into PA school. Uh, 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 
in a very divinely guided way. Um, happily enough, uh, along the way, uh, I spent 25 years as a physician assistant. Uh, towards the end, I was getting a bit burned out, a little bit, um, uh, a little bit burned out because it was it was the business of medicine more than um, taking care of people. That's what I got into it for. That's what I was born to do. Um, so uh, I found um, spirituality. Um, it was divinely guided that way. And I was learning how to uh, meditate. Um, and I, I remember sitting, I'm sitting in a coffee shop in Manhattan, uh, meditating for the first time, going by the directions that I'm reading uh, in this book. And I'm imagining um, uh, light from my highest uh, light from uh, um, my highest guide god for me um i'm coming down and enveloping me and uh i'm imagining uh, uh, a hand out of the cloud god's hand coming out of a cloud emanating light coming down all and uh, all around me uh completely uh filling every cell every molecule every atom every ant airspace and just doing that for a few moments and just sort of feeling it and getting used to it um but then i open my eyes i look out the window and somebody walks down the street and on the back of his jacket are the words hand of god <laughs> oh my gosh and i almost fell out of my chair um um so i knew i was on to something um uh, and so um i became a uh, I, I took a couple of courses i took courses in psychic mediumship thinking i was going to that direction i took courses in reiki um kind of feeling my way around um and i just found that um, um i was doing a, a psychic medium reading for a friend of mine um actually a friend of a friend um and at the end of the reading we had some time so i did a body scan um, you just had this that they, feeling that you could do that like you just knew let me just give this a shot just a, an intuition give this a shot so we gave it a shot and i found um unfortunately i i i or fortunately i i found um um there was something uh, i i felt there wasn't something quite right in her right breast and she needed to go get it checked um very long story short um it was stage four breast cancer mm. um um which she um has been completely treated for. Um, she's cancer free. She's doing uh, very well. Um, it took me a, a, a long time to reconcile the fact um, that um, I had done something to help her because I, I'm, I'm sensitive to the point where for a while there, all I felt was that I gave her bad news. That was really bad news. Oh, but I mean, you probably saved her life. Yes. Yes. It took me a while to um, come, come, come around to, to the, that point and uh well here we are wow so that is some some serious signs from the universe we talk about that a lot here and you you had that going on and so you had intuitive ability possibly naturally that just had never been fostered or you would never learn to to harness it and do you feel that all that medical training is what lends itself to to this particular skill of being able to do or, or maybe just you were guided to the medical training because this is always what your path was meant to be. Yes. You know, it's interesting. You know, I, 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 I think about it every once in a while. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, I was born, um, you know, I, I don't know if I was born to be a physician assistant, but I was born to be helpful to others. Um, uh, and uh, my um, um, 
path in life has been, um, um, you know, that my, my medical career um, is now over and now I'm helping people uh, in a more um, organic way. I'm so anxious for my youngest daughter to hear this. She's studying to be a PA right now. <laughs> and she's oh, been in cool. this world, you know, my world her whole life growing up. So so she'll be so uh, thrilled to listen to this, you know, how you're melding those those two very kind of disparate fields and disparate worlds. Beautiful. So so there are certain building blocks that you use. Are, are they something that... Um, that the listeners could use to develop their own intuition. I don't know if we, we touched on this, but we always give the listeners something that they can take into their their week. Maybe that's not time for that yet, but you mentioned that there are specific building blocks that you use in your intuitive abilities. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and just like most intuitive abilities, it all comes down to, uh, it all starts with meditation. Um, yeah. Because meditation is the act of, is the practice of, of calming your mind uh, and getting to a, a state where you can uh, be present. Um, and so for me, that was the hardest part, learning how to meditate. But uh, uh, once you're able to get yourself into the zone, into that area of being present, uh, that's where the magic is. Um, and so that's the very first of a number of, of, of building blocks but once you're able to get to that spot um you can do anything you can do medical intuition you can do psychic mediumship um it's just that zone uh, it, 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 with practice you can get to it very quickly it just takes some practice it takes practice it's amazing how many of my guests when we get to this part about like well what's something that the listeners can do it almost always comes to some version of you know even that that simple breathing practice or stopping or pausing or we're, we've just got to get out of our own way right we've all got so much busyness going on in this like humany humany part of us and just like being able to set that aside no matter how briefly or, or to what extent is what allows that innate magic to just come up for all of us. Yes, yeah. yes. And getting out of my way was it was <laughs> very difficult to learn. Very difficult Especially to learn. Especially all that medical schooling that you have up there. That takes up a lot of space. I know from my yes. daughter, it's a lot of learning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So you just run through a person's body system in your mind. Yes. And from there, you're able to not only accurately describe their health concerns, but use that same sort of system to energetically heal what's what's going on with them. Yes. Yes. So what I do is um, I, I sort of uh, jump into um, my client's energy and then uh, just like I would uh as a physician assistant, I'll start with the head, eyes, ears, nose, and throat, work my way down uh, as things come up, uh, talk about them, um, um, describe what I'm seeing and feeling, um, um, sort it out a little bit or tease it out a bit with the client. And then, um, you know, if it's something that warrants uh, some energetic healing along the way, we go ahead and um, energetically heal. You, you had teased me with the possibility that you would give a live demonstration of that. Do you, do you still feel like that's something you want to do here on the Do Joy podcast? Oh, absolutely. It'd be my, it would be my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. I have a thing. I have a thing that's been happening for a while. I don't know okay. how much you want me to tell you about the thing. I don't know what the, the process is. Uh, well, what we'll do here is uh, I'm going to ask my guides to, um, I'm going to ask my guides to, uh, um, 
show me uh, the area of concern uh, for um, expediency sake, sure. <laughs> so to speak, uh, and, um, and 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 we'll we'll take it from there. And and what I'll do, I think, along the way, um, is uh, if I can remember as I'm doing it, just I'll, I'll, as I'm doing it, I'll tell the audience what I'm doing in terms of uh, um, what I'm seeing and feeling. Um, um, using using the clairs so to speak my clairvoyance my clairaudience my clairsentience and so forth um and uh, we'll take it from there and this is a, a pre-recorded podcast so if you need a few moments of silence don't freak out we can always you know speed that up we can always close it up if you i don't want you to rush your process okay. <laughs> well, well what i find is uh what what helps me a lot is just closing my eyes and then just start i start talking sometimes i start Talking quickly, that sort of clears my mind and gets me into a good place. So that's sort of what I'm doing now at the moment. So, all right. So basically what I do first is I'm going to do a very quick aura reading for you. It's another piece of another tool that I have. Um, based on what I see and feel in your aura, if that resonates with you, then I know we're connected energetically. And then uh, we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. So for me to do an aura reading, uh, let's see, I just need to, just so the audience knows, we can see each other. We're doing this on Zoom. That's here. right. Um, but I'm just uh, squinting my eyes and, and, and moving back and forth and looking for the colors. And here we go. All right. So the primary color that I'm seeing in your aura this afternoon is uh, purple or violet uh and uh purple or violet that corresponds to our crown chakras so folks with purple or violet in our auras because it's our crown chakra and closer to the heavens um we uh, tend to be a bit more spirit spiritually connected than other folks um does that, that resonate with you at all that checks out <laughs> okay okay and then the other color uh that's that's there especially when i hear your voice which is interesting uh the other color that's there is uh green Green corresponds to our heart chakra. So mm. folks with green in our auras, because it's our heart chakra, we tend to have a big heart, and that can manifest in many different ways. Usually as a caretaker of others, either emotionally or physically or financially, uh, I'm raising my hand here. Sometimes it, it, it manifests as, um, being, uh, as, a, as some, uh, being someone who works in the healthcare field. Um, but um, those uh, in the end, those of us with green in our auras, we tend to... Uh, um, have a strong desire to be of service to others. Does that resonate with you at all? Very much so. Okay. Okay. So we are connected energetically. So what I do at this point, uh, especially for expediency sake, um, um, I'm just going to put you on what I call my, uh, in my mind's eye here, my energetic turntable and have it spin around a bit. Um, and ask my guides here to show me the, uh, uh, an area of concern, um, uh, an area of concern today. And I keep getting drawn to, as I do this, I keep getting drawn to, um, I'm actually in your lungs here a little bit. Um, and what I feel here as I'm in your lungs uh, is, let's see, I just feel a little bit tight. I feel like I, if I take a deep breath, I want to cough. Um, I feel just a little, um, not terrible, but just a little bit off here. Does that make sense to you at all? Had a little bit of allergies lately okay okay um uh let's see uh i can tell by the look on your face that's not what we what you were hoping i would say <laughs> but that's okay that's okay um, um I, my 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 question was i wanted to be shown an area of concern um um that, 
of, of what was going on. So let me just tease this out a little bit as, as, as I'm here. Um, uh, okay, so I'm being drawn in. Yeah, I keep getting drawn into your chest here. Um, so I just want to go a little bit deeper down into your lungs. I'm just coming down the trachea, down into the bronchial tubes, down into the lungs themselves, into the air sacs. And basically what I have here is yeah yeah um um you know you already told me that you're, you've had some allergy symptoms recently what i see when somebody has allergies is the um the mucosal lining of the lungs here rather than being nice and pink uh if there's some allergies going on i see it as a bit paler uh than than would be expected and and sometimes i'll see some some clear some clear discharge um um, but uh, and that's what I'm seeing here, just a little bit of some paleness, a little bit, a little bit of thickening on the of the mucosal wall, wall here, but nothing, nothing significant. And, and and if you take a nice deep breath, do you feel any tightness in your chest? I I, I don't know how much you want me to to sort of like guide or help you, but when I take a nice deep breath, the the issue that um, is in question feels pain. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. So what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to um, come back here and be ask. Um, now, truth be told, um, 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 truth be told, as you were telling me you, you felt pain when you took a deep breath, you, you tapped your right shoulder. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. <laughs> so you, you gave it away. Oh, I did. Okay. I didn't even realize that. So to speak, but, but that's quite okay. okay. Um, so let's let's go ahead and, and, and see what's going on in, in your shoulder there. Um, okay, so what I do here is okay. So I've got your right shoulder, um, and what I'm doing is I just in my mind's eye, I'm sort of looking at the structures here. Um, I usually come off of the neck first, down into the shoulder, and uh, usually, uh, many times, I'm, I'm primarily clairsentient, so I'll I'll be feeling what's going on before I I I, I see what's going on. But uh, as I come down into the shoulder, okay, so where I'm feeling the pain here, uh, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Where I'm feeling the pain is primarily it's it's in the shoulder, but it's sort of in the front of the shoulder, right as where the uh, front of the shoulder where the, the bicep comes into the shoulder itself does that make sense um, yeah. um a little bit higher perhaps because i see um that does make sense yeah no, okay i'm gonna try to stop touching myself yes okay. <laughs> no it, it is it, it's been it's been ongoing for a very long time and at times it's the whole shoulder but i think you're right if i really kind of zoom in it's more that that front area right there Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to come in here and just take a look here at the structures and see what's, what's, what's going on. Uh, I'm going to come up. All right. So I've got the bicep tendon here and just taking a, a, a look at it, look at it as it attaches into the shoulder. Shoulder is a very complicated joint. Uh, uh, so you've got the rotator cuff and you've got, um, um, all the different muscles that are attached to the rotator cuff. So I'm just going to see if I can find here uh, what's happening. You've got your deltoid muscles here. We've got the clavicle coming into the acromion. All right. So um, uh, what I'm getting at here is it seems to be um, um, what I'm seeing and feeling here. Uh, I, I've got the primary area of concern is definitely uh, the, we're going to call it the anterior shoulder or the, the front part of the shoulder here, but it's also involving, uh, uh, let's see, we've 
the anti you know, mostly the the anterior part of the shoulder the the rear or and 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 the, the rear part of the posterior shoulder doesn't seem to be as affected here does that does that make sense to you mm -hmm. yeah especially oh. today i think there have been times when i did feel it more in the back but right now yeah it's more in the front okay okay so uh let's see so if you were to move your shoulder around a little bit i don't want to cause you pain but um on a scale of one to ten what would you say that uh, discomfort would be today i'll say five it's it's been getting better over the months so it's not as bad as it, it was originally okay okay so um what we'll do here is uh we'll do some healing work to see if we can help uh, help with the shoulder a little bit or a lot of it, I hope. Um, so what I do at this point is um, I, um, once again, uh, it's all going back to meditation um, and being able to bring yourself to that point um, of um, complete uh, presence. So what I'm doing here is I'm just bringing myself into that uh, uh, into that state um, and we can talk about how I do that uh, later uh, if you'd like um, and okay so here we are and so what I'm going to do is I'm just sending uh, energy into your shoulder um, and moving it around uh, and with the intention here of um, removing the discomfort and the inflammation. So uh, usually I do this in silence, but what I'm, I'm doing this now, I'm just sort of uh, describing what I'm seeing and feeling along the way. So I'm just, okay, so I've got the shoulder here. I'm pulling the discomfort out, pulling the inflammation out, putting back in full vibrance, full health, full function. holding my consciousness here for a few moments. Sort of let things settle in a bit for you. And I know all the silence isn't good for, <laughs> for a podcast. Uh, Don't worry, I could always trim out um, some silence. Okay. All right. So, uh, at this point, I ask you, how, how are you doing? Is there any change? Yeah. Yeah, I think there is change. It's, okay. harder, to, so on a, it's harder to find the, the spot where it really hurts now when I do the same sort of rotating. Okay, great. So we started at a five. Uh, where would you say you are now? Maybe two and a half. Okay. Okay. So we brought it down to a two and a half. Um, I'm going to get back to work here um, um, and bring it down further. Um, this, uh, let's see. Uh, this may be a point where you might have to do a little editing. But okay. We'll, um, <laughs> just giving, uh, letting you know. So I'm popping back in here energetically. And okay, I'm just going to go back in. So in my mind's eye here, what I have here is your entire shoulder, not just the area uh, where the pain was, but the entire shoulder is energized. And I've got, what I'm doing is just moving the energy around. Um, so down into your arm uh, and out the hand, and then once again, uh, energizing the sholdering, and then into the neck and up and out 
the top of your head and then down your spine as well, just moving that energy around. Because sometimes uh, I've come to find a lot of joint pain has to do with um, stuck energy. Um, so we're kind of moving that around and out and about. And at the same time, instilling uh, like we did before, um, um, full health, full vibrance, full function. Okay, um, how are you doing now? Oh, that's crazy. No, that feels really good. Yeah, I, I was going to tell you that, um, you know, you had sensed that it was mostly in the front. And then when you had me check it, you know, that last time I realized, oh, it is kind of in the back. And I realized I, sh I thought I should have told you that. But then you said, now I'm focusing on the whole shoulder. So you, you found that it was in the back without me saying anything. Yeah, no, that is much, much, much better. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm just going to say now, because I, I will cut some of that out. So that, that silence was, I, I, I did a little cut out of the podcast just so y'all wouldn't have to wait. But, um, but we are on the part now where my shoulder feels amazing. Yeah, thank wow. you, Tim. That was, that was really Oh, my really absolute cool. pleasure. And what I like to say, this, this is why we get out of bed in the morning. Ah, uh, yeah. Anything we can do to, to bring that, that joy to others, of course, is, is such a fulfilling mission. I get that. And I'm just curious because I've had some, you know, I have a lot of energy healer friends and I've had some attention with the, the shoulder previously. And I wonder where your work conflates with the work of Louise. Hey, I was in Louise's world for a long time. So, um, you know, I, I subscribe to the emotional causes of things. This issue uh, began shortly after a very emotional experience that uh, happened for me a little over a year ago. So to my mind, I always knew it was related to that. Even one of the, the healers that had looked into it had said that when um, when our heart feels under attack, our instinct is to put our shoulder to guard ourselves and, and you know, kind of like use it as a way to protect our heart. And that felt very much uh, accurate to me for what was going on in my life at the time. And I just wonder, do you ever go into emotional causes or tie it to anything like that? Or for you, it's really about just finding it and curing it or healing it? For me, uh, for the most part, only because um, it's easier for me. <laughs> I find it incurable, <laughs> the, wow. the, the best I can. And, and, and let's say uh, um, if we find, um, uh, if, if we were to find that what I had just done for you wasn't helpful, then I would go into, um, uh, Rather than, well, I would go into trauma, either emotional or physical trauma, and remove that from the shoulder um, without going specifically into what caused your trauma. Although, now that I think about it, I would probably, <laughs> probably make sense to ask, ask our guides what that trauma was that caused it to begin with, for sure. Uh, however, um, basically, I'm sort of more nuts and bolts. Um, find it, cure it, and move on. <laughs> if we can. If we yeah. can't, then we, we, we delve deeper. I'm so fascinated by that correlation. Like if, if we buy into the fact that these emotional traumas result in physical pain or physical injury, and you know, there's the, the theory that healing the emotional aspect will cure the physical, I wonder if it goes both ways. If you just focusing on curing the physical, does that help to heal the emotional root cause? If you even buy into there being an emotional root cause? You know, that's a good question. You know, um, I would say if by, by removing, um, doing our best to remove uh, emotional and physical trauma, that, that will be, uh, that significantly helps. 
That is so cool. That is amazing. And basically you, you credit this whole skill to having really gotten good at this idea about being present about, uh, yes. yeah. So talk more about presence. That was just something that you were, you were doing for your own purposes and you realized that it, it lent itself to this healing capacity. Well, you know, um, being present, it's it's that zone. It's that zone uh, that we find ourselves in to in when we uh, um, when we meditate. It, it's the zone where the magic happens. And for me, um, I, I don't know if I'm just lucky in, in knowing or being able to identify quickly, or I learned quickly that to be able to identify I was there. Um, for me, when I'm in the zone, as soon as I'm there, I just see uh, purple light. In my mind's eye, and and I get there um, a, a, a number of different ways. Uh, if taking a deep breath and centering myself doesn't help uh, in situations like this where I need to do it quickly, um, what I do is I bring myself back to the first grade. The first and grade. When I was in the first grade, uh, and when I was in first grade, I remember very specifically um, looking out the window, and it was snowing. And just being transfixed by the snow and staring at the snow and watching the snow and it sort of felt in my body at the time moving out of my body out into the snow um, and so many years later many many years later um, um, I still get that feeling when I go back into the first grade and that brings me right into the zone I love when when healers and, and top-down energy people have that moment where they really recognize themselves as an energetic entity that's not a body. And that's what it sounds like. It's almost like an out-of-body experience that just cemented for you what that feels like and cemented for you that understanding that I am more than this meat suit, as you put it. Yes, yes. And it's interesting. That I was six years old. <laughs> I was, you know, and, and, and something that happened to me when I was six years old, I, I remember to this day, and and, um, and that just sort of happened organically then, but I we, we created in my mind's eye now and it has not failed it gets me into the zone wow. and that's where and and once I'm in the zone that's where I'm fully present and that's where the magic happens um, so uh, I can all you know in, in that presence is when I can um, move the energy around in, in someone's sore joint or um, to pull the um, inflammation out of someone's sinuses or or you know uh, for myself things that i've taken care of uh i uh, uh, sounds a little bit gross but i um <laughs> healed um toenail fungus <laughs> on myself um, right. um and it's it's, it's that it's it's that's where the magic happens it's when you're in the zone yeah and i've had a lot of um intuitives on the show i have a lot of intuitive friends and a lot of them teach how to awaken our intuition, build our intuition, grow our intuition. And they all sort of insist that we all have this ability, we all have this gift. Do you think that, I mean, yes, we all have it. Do you think that for some, it just comes a lot more naturally? Just like a kid who's a prodigal pianist, you know, does it just come more naturally to some people? And is that the result of having had some moment in life when it just sort of accidentally popped like it did for you watching the snow that day? Now, that's a great question. You know, I would say, um, of course, we, we all have the ability. Um, we all have the ability. Uh, some of us um, 
kind of stumbled into it exactly as as, as you said um and it it's something that can be learned um but i've come to find you know as, as an adult in the end it comes down to one word and and that's trust yeah trust that you're there trust that you're there in that space you know and it usually comes for me you know it you know, like I said, um, I'll see um, if I have my eyes closed, I'll begin to see uh, purple light. Uh, if I don't have my eyes closed, um, what I feel usually, it usually starts with my right shoulder. I just feel a sense of lightness in my right shoulder that then envelops my entire body. Yeah. And do you think that that's, those are pointers that we could all sort of look for? Or is it the kind of thing where everyone's going to have a different manifestation of what it feels like in them and of what their own pointers are? It's going to look different for everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I've come to find that we're all wired differently uh, and we all have to find our, our own our, our, our own uh, tricks in, of the trade, so to speak, to get to that point. But... Uh, when you're in that place, it, it it's it, it's it's hard to explain, but you know you're there because of how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that's part of um, um, a big part of what I do as a medical intuitive is is like is is knowing myself. Uh, knowing myself is uh, very very important because I'm primarily clairsentient. So, um, as I was with you. Um, and we started our conversation and I was drawn to your lungs immediately. I just knew that there was some, something going on for you there, a little bit of tightness perhaps, because I knew it, I knew that I wasn't having that mm, before our conversation. Right. I just knew that uh, it just it felt that way. Uh, it felt that way for me when I was with you. And, and same with your shoulder. It took me a little bit. You know, um, I had to sort of disconnect from my own shoulder to, uh, to sort of sort out what was mine and what was yours and once i was able to fully identify my own <laughs> then i knew what was yours and boom there uh, especially there, that's since, where the magic happened yeah since like you said your right shoulder is where you feel the change the lightness coming on when you're in presence so so that would be sort of maybe a trickier trickier symptom to spot because you already have something going on in your right shoulder at that time yes yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh that's funny yeah, no, I'm I'm intrigued by you know people who with with these kinds of gifts. I've been working on my own intuitive abilities for a little over a year now. In sincerity, I worked on it prior to that, but I've been working on it you know more carefully and with more structure for the past year. And I think that you nailed it with the the trust. It's you know someone like you who is dozens and dozens of times successfully said to someone, "Here's what I think it is," and it turns out to be actually accurately a medical situation that they have. Of course, you're going to trust it. But the first five times, you know what what gives you the ability to say, "Yes, I think I'm tapping into your body right now, and I know what's wrong with it." That that seems like a wild first trust to have, and that's what I think stops a lot of people from really stepping into their gifts is just that believing that it's a thing and that they could do it you know and, and truth be told uh, regarding that I had a, a, a 25 year head start 
um, in working with people, um, knowing symptoms, uh, knowing how um, know how people describe their own pain to me. Um, and, and, and interestingly enough, many times when I would go to uh, my supervising physician for some advice about what's going on, I would always say, you know, this feels like rosacea to me. And he'd always say, well, it's either rosacea or it's not. You're not feeling it, are you? <laughs> and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> That's the right answer here in this context, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would feel like something to me, and and so so I, I sort of had a twenty five year head start in terms of just knowing the feeling. Yeah. Have you ever been to a medical intuitive? Have you ever had someone else, you know, do that to you, with you? Honestly, no. You? you know, that's an excellent <laughs> question. I, I I have not had someone. I, I have not had someone. Um, scan me energetically <laughs> and you feel confident that you can scan yourself so you know that you're you know you're you're, you're covered there well you know i know um uh, i i i've i've had a couple things go on in my life where i knew something wasn't right and in acting upon it i made a big difference uh in, in an outcome that would have been not so good uh, uh one of which was um <clears throat> my god uh, a number of years ago uh, i uh, i was walking up stairs here at home uh, to go to bed and got an odd chest pain and I thought well that's weird I haven't felt that before um, didn't really think much about it and you know, went to bed it, and it went away um, next night I'm coming up the stairs uh, uh, coming up the stairs I'm getting the same chest pain I'm like all right now we've got something going on here something you know, something just is not right um, and so that's where my intuition sort of kicked in um, because as I laid down to go to bed, I noticed, hmm, it worsens a little bit now that I'm laying down. This is unusual. And just as I uh, said that, um, that voice in my head that told me that I was born to be a physician assistant said, tomorrow you are going to the emergency room. Mm. So I did. Uh, long story short, it turned out to be um, multiple scattered pulmonary emboli in my lungs. <laughs> um, from a... Uh, no one in the family knew at the time uh, 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 a genetically inherited um, hypercoagulative state uh, that runs in our family. I, I was just the first one to have it manifest. Wow. And how many people get a little twinge here and there and just completely ignore it and you knew not to do that? Exactly. You know, um, um, yeah, a lot of times people get a little twinge here and there and, and, and ignore it. Um, and what I was able to do, you know, as, as I went to bed that night, I sort of settled into it and felt it, felt it worsen a little bit. Um, and then I was lucky enough to have that guide <laughs> you know, pop in and say, tomorrow you're going to the emergency room. That's amazing. Yeah. And then there was the, to the toe fungus too, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the toe fungus. Um, yes, not, nobody, nobody popped in to tell me to do anything about that. That took... It took a little. Uh, that took a, a, a few weeks, actually. Um, and to be honest, I gave up on it. Um, um, you know, I, I noticed it was happening. I thought, no, this can't. You know, I, I can't be getting toenail fungus. Um, uh, and so, you know, I, I worked on it every morning for, I would say, a few weeks, and then, um, and then just gave up on it because, you know, uh, uh, the way it works is as your nail grows, the um, as your nail grows, the fungus, the, 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 the area with the fungus on it 
gets away. pushed out. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't until um, maybe six months later. No, it's probably a year, six months to a year later, I'm cutting my toenails and I realized, oh my God, that fungus gone. You, you probably did cure it at that time. It just took time for it to you know grow, grow to the point where it was gone. So yes, in that exactly. case, you were able to heal the situation. And in the yes. case with the, the chest pain, you recognized that you wanted regular old medical intervention. So it's it's really like a, a combination of both both uh, approaches that you're advocating. Absolutely. And and, 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 and truth be told, uh, when I had the, um, the, the chest pain, um, I wasn't very far along at all in terms of my um, um, opening up or my, developing my intuition. It was, it was at the very beginning stages. Um, so, um, um, so it makes me wonder if I, if I, no, <laughs> I, I, I guess what I would do now is the, uh, I'd probably, I, I would still go to the emergency room, clearly, uh, try to heal myself first, uh, and still go to the emergency room in the morning. Um, uh, and, and, and that's, um, the important thing here is that, um, I, I see this, uh, as an adjunct, um, um, to standard medical care and, and not, uh, a substitute for it um, and, and it's an adjunct in a way that um, it, it can help us to uh, identify problem areas um, um, and, 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 and identify problem areas and, and, and try to heal them energetically but if we find that those problem areas persist um, it, it, you know we should still get it fully evaluated um, and how beautiful that we have both that we have access to both do you see it as the future of medicine probably not tomorrow or the next day but somewhere out in the future there being more of a, a synergy between energy healing and, and what we know about you know biological medical healing you know I, I I do um and and the reason why I say that is uh there are many hospital centers now that have uh, Reiki practitioners on staff mm -hmm. um and that is, uh, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful uh, and absolutely amazing that, that, that it's happening. But yes, I, at some point, um, you know, not today, not tomorrow, um, not 10 years from now even, but we're, we're headed in that direction. Beautiful. I saw just a funny little thing I wanted to bring up on your website. You are a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur. And the yes. reason I um, I found that fun is that a lot of my friends who are very into raising consciousness, elevating vibration, a lot of them are raw foods or vegan, or we have all these these um, very valid and, and I guess, you know, understandable diets that, that are suggested for spiritual practice to, to raise your vibration, to raise your consciousness. So personally, I really like to see somebody who's tapped in with all of that knowledge eating chocolate chip cookies because I still like me a good chocolate chip cookie here and there. So I, I wondered if you, you know, have any thoughts about like, you know, how restrictive we should be about what we put into our bodies. Oh, that's an excellent question. I would say... You know, we need to be careful, of course, and everything in moderation. Um, you know, I, I I am a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur, and I, I do um, tend to over uh, over imbibe uh, from, from from time to time. Um, but I do my best to balance that out with. Uh, you know, I, I happen to be lucky, and I love vegetables. So um, when it's uh, time to eat, I usually go for the vegetables first, and then. Than the the proteins and starches after that. Um, at the same time, um, um, I also am, am blessed to be um, 
uh, one of these folks who I, I feel at my best when I'm up and around and busy. So I'm always physically active. Um, um, I have three dogs that I'm walking. Um, um, when I'm not doing medical intuition, I'm, I'm a real estate photographer. So I'm, I'm, I'm up and around and on my feet and moving around all the time. So um, I'm, I'm just blessed to have uh, physical activity um, to be sort of already uh, sort of in my life uh, without without having to, to build it in. You know, um, um, I do go to the gym. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. I, I admit that. Um, but um, I do feel better when I do go, and I understand that, and um, I will be getting there soon. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. Mix it up, but keep the focus on on taking care of your, your sweet self. And to me, it just really comes down to self-love. Sometimes self-love means a chocolate chip cookie, and a lot of times it means just doing what we know is, is healthiest and most nourishing for our physical form. Yes, absolutely. Now, our, our skin suits are... Um, um, delicate but um, at, at the same time um, crave joy yeah <laughs> crave joy <laughs> I always say I was born into this time and place and this crazy human condition for a reason and part of it is to partake in all the, the joyful offerings that are, are here in this time and space right now so yes well, Tim, Absolutely. I appreciate you so much. In terms of what our listeners should take away, because I always like for them to have something solid to go put into their lives, let's work on presence. Presence is clearly the uh, you know the name of the game for tapping into any of this magic that we all have available to us. And and you would say meditation is the place to start, whatever way, shape, or form meditation is calling to you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and it's. Um, for lack of a better way of putting it, you don't need uh, folks don't need to be meditation Nazis if you know what I mean. Um, um, you can meditate anywhere. In, in fact, I um, when I was living, uh, I lived in Brooklyn for eighteen years, and I uh, didn't realize I was meditating on the subway to escape the, uh, the sardine-like uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> crowd uh, into the sardine can-like experience of the subway crowd. Uh, um, but um, um, and once I realized that's what I was doing there, it was very easy for me to maintain that in uh, uh, practice in my life. But um, one thing that I found was um, as I was withdrawing into myself to avoid the crushing crowd of the subway, I was hearing music that I never heard before. Um, sometimes it would be just guitar. Sometimes it would be just a drum sometimes it was a full orchestra but I was hearing music that I had never heard before um, and I was actually in the zone in the subway surrounded by hundreds of people um, inches away <laughs> uh, I love that so, example um, did you ever so try can... to or are you musically inclined at all because I feel like all the musicians listening would you know rush off the subway and go try to get that down somehow like uh, actually, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I have uh, I have relative, you know, close relatives, a sister and a niece who are very musically inclined, but not myself. No. So you just got to enjoy it without that added pressure of how am I going to capture this? Beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I love that. Tell everybody how they can find you and follow up with you and have you do this to them because <laughs> this was pretty oh. remarkable. Oh. Well, uh, my absolute pleasure. Um, I can be found on Facebook at uh, Timothy Wallace, Medical Intuitive and Healer. Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram at uh, Timothy Wallace, Medical Intuitive. 
Um, and my website is timothywallace.com. Perfect. Spelled just the way you would think. We don't have to spell it because it's pretty straightforward there. Good. Yes. Well, I have loved this. Thank you so much for your time, your conversation, and your gift. Thank you for oh. that healing. That was amazing. And I, I hope that was okay that I took you up on that. It was your idea. You said it. Yes. Well, I, uh, it was my idea, so I'm, I'm happy you took, took me up on it. Um, quick question. Not that I want to dwell on your lungs over and over and over again. Um, have you got any sinus issues going on as well or no? I don't feel a sinus issue right now. That doesn't mean you're not tapping into something. There is, and I didn't mean to withhold this earlier. I truly didn't even think about it because I try not to think about it, but I do have a heart issue. I have um, a longstanding, um, I don't even know what to call it, but at one point uh, in my late 40s, I had a, a heart uh test that said that I had the heart of an 80 year old woman that's also been called out by a lot of energy healers of um, a lot of heartbreak I've had a lot of heartbreak in my early life which which can uh, can affect the physical organ so I I don't even remember the name for it because that's how little weight and attention I like to put into it because I'm very much a believer of the more we, we direct our attention onto anything the more it grows and stays alive in our lives so I would have to pull out you know medical forms to even tell you what it is but that might be why you keep being pulled to the heart area or the, the chest area there is a there is something with my heart that makes it weaker than the average bear's heart okay okay uh, at, at some point offline of course I'll, I'll be happy to um, um, see if we can help Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you. And I didn't mean to not say that earlier. It just, just is occurring to me now. Oh, wait, chest. Yes, there is a thing in my, my chest that I just didn't even clue into. So you were not wrong. You've been uh, an amazing, amazing with the ceiling ability that you've shared with us. Oh, well, it was my absolute pleasure to be here. And, and, and thank you uh, very much for having me. Thank you, Tim. Have a beautiful day. Oh, you too. Thank Listeners, you. Listeners, have a beautiful few weeks. Tap into that presence. I'll see you soon. I love you. Okay, y'all. This is an addendum to this podcast. I'm popping back on a week later, a week after recording with Tim, to let y'all know about a crazy thing that happened. Or not crazy at all. I'm always surprised when I'm actually surprised by these things, knowing all that I know. But here's the deal. When Tim was scanning my field and saying he saw congestion in my lungs, <coughs> excuse me, I did not resonate with that at all. I've never had any issues there. Certainly was not feeling any issues in my lungs. I thought he was maybe just a few inches off and picking up the pain in my shoulder. A few days later, I came down with a doozy of a chest cold. I kid you not, it is still with me. I never get chest colds. If I ever have a cold, it's normally just a head cold. I am absolutely certain that either Tim's gifts are predictive and he was just a few days ahead of himself, or maybe the congestion was actually starting then, even though I didn't notice it for a few more days. It wasn't perceptible at that time. So I just felt like I wanted to update you all about that. Also, my shoulder pain that had been there for almost a year, guys, is almost completely gone. It continued to improve since that day. So I am just blown away by this gift that was demonstrated and by Tim's just caring, loving nature too. And I wanted to pop back on with that update before sending this recording to the network. Okay, much love to y'all. 
Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. Much love. Juicy joy, juicy joy.